Toitearapuru Sounds What would you do to be safe Behind four walls in your place I wouldn't know it all I've never been there before You close your eyes so tightly Pretending that you can't see The burning of a stair It is with you everywhere Angel of mercy Can you touch her fear? Give her a voice Give her a voice Walk away, walk away You don't have to stay You cut to the bone Turned you to stone Walk away, walk away You're strong enough to say you don't own me Gonna go my own way Come on, come on E ngā mana, rauranga tirama, tēnā koutou katoa. Welcome to our podcast series, Inspiring Journeys Through Music, presented by Sound Centre for New Zealand Music. Toi te arapuoru. Ko Crystal Edwards aho. Today I'm joined by Tina Cross, Taisha Tari and Ainsley Allen to talk about their inspiring journeys through music as versatile artists and stalwarts of the New Zealand music industry. This is the first part of a two-part series. This series title, Inspiring Journeys Through Music, The Versatile Artist, Episode 3. Tuatahiraka mihi atu kia koutou, ngā wahine pūrotu, ngā manu ti ori ori o tō tātou nei motu o Aotearoa. Fantastic pleasure and honour to sit with you three. Uh, tuatahira mōhio mārika ayaho kia koe taisha. Good to see you e te tuahine. Hopefully uh, in the next coming months we will see a bit more of you with Māori Music Awards and of course Māori Music Month coming up very shortly around the corner. However, to you of course, Tina, you are a throwback to my childhood. It was an absolute pleasure <laughs> to always see a wahine like yourself on our stage and on the New Zealand um, TV screen going, oh yeah! Yeah, my mum used to love you. She still does, actually. So sh- she's actually trying to hold her girl fan uh, in the background there as, uh, yeah. as I let her know that I was interviewing you today. And, of course, the wonderful Ainsley Ete Tua Hene. So it's an absolute pleasure to hear your solstress kind of sweet serenading voice here. So hopefully we'll get to see a lot more of you in the near, near future. Uh, we'll just do a round of introductions just to settle us into this uh, corridor. So if we could please start with you, Taisha. Tēnā koe, ko wai koe, no hea koe. Kia ora, everybody. I whakapapa to uh, Ngāti Kahanunu and uh, Ngāpui. I can't, uh, currently live in Tamaki Makoto and I'm very happy to be here with you all today. Kia ora, tēnā koe Taisha, tēnā koe Ainsley, nō hea koe, kō wai koe, te tuahine. Kia ora koutou, I am, I whakapapa back to Rungofakata. I um, live in Pawatahanui at the moment, which is in Porirua, in Wellington, um, and that's that's me. Fantastic, nice short and sweet there, tēnā koe te tuahine. And we'll finish, of course, with the wonderful Tina Cross, tēnā koe te tuahine, kei a koe te wā. Ah, tēnā koutou. Um, ko tēnā krotahau, uh, no te aupauri, uh, me 
Ngāti Prou, ahau, uh, i te tāho taku pāpā, um, no Ngāti Prou, i te tāho taku māma, no te Pauri. I was born in Auckland, but I am currently uh, residing in Sydney, just for a wee short space of time. So that's me. Tēnā koe. and thank you uh, once again, Tina, for joining us. Uh, I know the time frame will be a little bit different over there. And of course, kia koe taish, nā mihi nui kia koe. We know you're feeling a little bit under the weather, so we'll quickly charge on through. Yes, and she's here. This is what we call professionalism, ne, e wama. Yes, I just spent the last two days trying to get ready for this um, ui ui as well. I was like, we're not missing it for the world, e wama. So, um, our pāpai tuatahi, just to get the um, kōrero um, started... It's talking about the passion, the passion that you have for your artistry that you do. What are what what is it that keeps that passion alive? What is that um, fire that keeps on burning in you? Then if you could, if we could start with you, Ehua, what keeps the passion for you being a performer, singer, songwriter, Ehua? Creativity. So just uh, and I see my music like a love affair you know and it's it's not always going to be it has highs and lows and um, I think you're always working at that love affair so music for me has always been that um, to always pushing myself for my own relevance not anybody else's um, and making sure that I'm always being as creative and the older you get you kind of just want to do those love projects you know so um, and they I don't know, the spin-off from those love projects uh, are deeper and um, are, are learning. So I'm still learning, even though I'm 53, I, I, I'm still, um, haven't peaked, I don't think. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking for the, for the top of that manga, but I, I'm enjoying my journey. So that, that for me is uh, what has kept me passionate, is that love affair and knowing that its journey is, is always up and down. Um, but it's, yeah, that's it. Beautiful, Ewa. and I'm, I love it how you've used that um, cordial around a love affair because creativity is like that, eh? Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's a struggle, but in the end we still pull through because of that aroha nui. So thank you, thank you for that uh, cordial. Same pathway for you there, Ainsley. What's your passion? What's your drive that keeps you um, within your art form as a, a singer-songwriter, Ewa? So I suppose for me more recently, the uh, drive for me has been my tamariki, my two boys, um, definitely my 10-year-old um, because I've just had a wee boy and he's going to be one next month. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, yeah, definitely my drive is whānau um, and creating almost like a legacy for my tamariki to look up to and um, almost just sit, like just inspire, to to be able to inspire them to be all that they want to be. Kia ora, kia ora. you know, Fano is uh, Te Tua Papai, our foundation, um, no matter where we go, and um, having your own little Fano there, Ainsley, wao tuatahi ngā mihi nui, kia koe. welcome to motherhood. <laughs> Uh, and I hope it's uh, exactly what uh, Taish has just um, spoken about, the love affair that you've got there, your ups and downs with your tamariki too, that drive your inspiration and your creativity within your mahi, <laughs> Totally a love affair. I 
I toe tickled that one because some days the creativity it's just not there. It's not there, and that's when I kind of have to use the um, the process of what I've learnt in the craft of songwriting. So. You go back to the drawing board and you use those tools to kind of get the ideas and the juices flowing to create. Um, but, yeah, the main – the time that I love to create is when it's happening and it's flowing and I'm surrounded with people that are inspiring me, like um, my producer in Littleton. And, you know, if you surround yourself with those sort of people, it's easy. It's an easy process, I find. No, that's absolutely interesting, you know, because most of the artists that um, I have interviewed and spoken to, they like to sort of stay up in the wee hours, you know, from that one o'clock in the morning through to the four o'clock, you know, that's sort of like, I know, yeah, look, Taisha's like, what? <laughs> not anymore, not with kids, oh, no way, I'm in bed like, hopefully by 9.30, oh, my life has changed. Yes. <laughs> Just carrying on. The one and only Tina Cross. Wow. I must say, I've been looking forward to your answer around this. What's been your passion and your drive that keeps your creativity, your artistic flow, not only as an entertainer, but as a fabulous performer? Tina, my. Oh, thank you. Um, well, very inspirational, Kōrero, from, from our two wahine here. Beautiful. Um, I think at this stage of my life and my career, it's about being me. Um, I've probably been through the same processes that these wonderful wahine are talking about. So, you know, that, that whole ebb and flow of a career I think there are times in your life where you feel that you need to control that. And I think my pathway has been very much relying on um, knowing that things would happen, that I would rise to the challenge and the occasion, because there have been many things put in front of me, and I, I really credit the fact that diversity and versatil versatility has been massive in the years that I've been in the business, which is 47 years I worked it out this morning. And when I think about it, there hasn't been very much that I've felt I couldn't do. So it's it's been the challenge. Um, the creativity I've just relied on, I've just known in my gut that it would have to be there. Um, so at this stage of my life um, where I've, I've kind of moved myself across here to Sydney for personal reasons, um, I'm relying very much on, on, on how I feel, sort of um, my gut, my instincts. Um, and there comes a point, I think, where if you look back at a career, and I'm not saying it's over, not by a long shot, you need to give yourself time to just be so I think that's, that's, at the moment, my passion is driven by the fact that I'm comfortable just being. There are always opportunities. There will always be opportunities. Um, the songwriting thing for me has kind of been put to the side, and that's where I, I credit these two. I look at what they're doing and, and all our other wonderful wahine out there, and I think I've had a little try of that a few years ago where I did my own original um, originals album. 
I'd never done that before. So I come from, from an era of music of the early light entertainment days where basically things were just given to you. You know, we were singing cover versions and miming on television and all this sort of stuff. Um, so the craft and the apprenticeship's always been there. But I think the highs and lows and, gosh, you know, in 47 years there's been a lot of stuff. Um, I'm, I'm at a point where I'm just really enjoying being me. No pressure. If it's there, it's there. If it doesn't need to be, that's fine too. So, and I think, I, I really believe that if you can find that space in your life, Fano for sure, will always be there, always important at the top. Um, your own creativity will find you when, when the time is right. So I feel like I'm in a bit of a hiatus at the moment. Um, and that's a good thing. I think we all need that space. Yeah. That's absolutely beautiful, especially how you're saying that you're going with what you feel. You know, a lot of our mahi these days is mind-driven, you know, what we think is right, what we think we should be doing. But like you said, to just feel and go with that female intuition, that puku feeling, exactly what you're saying, I totally, totally love and agree with you 100%. And I hope that in your present state that where you are now, Tina, is that, like you said, just being is enough and it's satisfying your your needs at where you're at right now, Tenakwe. Um, Haere tonu tātou, one of the pātai um, that we are looking at too, just to open it up a little bit more, we understand, well, with all the interviews that I've done, we always talk about we govern ourselves by an affirmation or a whakatauki or some kind of pearls of wisdom that help us um, go through our, our career or, like we said, when we're in those um, mind blocks or in those dark times or anything like that. We have those corridors that sort of pull us out of it. Tēnā do you have any pearls of wisdom or um, whakatauki that, you would, um, that you'd like to share with our listeners around how do you get yourself going and staying in that kind of creative artistic flow? Uh, I've got a whakatauki that I, that I always use. Uh, it's very short and sharp. It's called You Don't Ask, You Don't Get. Um, and for me, that means don't be afraid to ask when you don't know or you or you want to, you need help or, or you feel like the person that you're talking to may have something that you have in common and that you can collab on. But you don't ask, you don't get. And there is no love loss. The second part to that is there is no love loss in their answer. If they say no, Pai, all good, there is no love loss. But you find if you walk through life asking questions, people are, are always ready to to give give a piece of themselves. Um, and everything for me starts with a korero. It's really simple. Um, so that's one of my whakatokis, uh keeping it. What was the other second? What was the second part you asked? Sorry, no, aroha that, mai. No, kei te pai, kei te pai. You pretty much answered it. Was that basically what were some pearls of wisdom or whakatoki that, like you said, that you govern yourself by whilst walking your career, your pathway as an artist? Yeah, I think the other one would be um, know what your truth is um, and, and follow that because... There's so much in the world. There's so much noise, especially in music, you know, of what you should be doing, how you should be doing it. And you're right, Ainsley's right, there is a process, but sometimes those processes don't work, uh, and, and especially for us as Māori. Um, so I think just just really take the time out, like Tina said, and, and, and that is a growth period. 
So I, I, I've often said when I'm sitting on the couch and I, I can sit there for an hour just thinking and, and my partner comes up, he goes, what are you doing? And I says, I'm working. <laughs> I am. I'm, 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 I'm sinking down and I'm, I'm taking the time. That's how I operate. You know, everything's got to come from a thought first before you can action. And however long that thought process takes, um, especially as a creative, it's sometimes a very deep process. Um, but I, yeah, I know where Tina's at too, and it's a beautiful place to be, to just be. Um, and it's a very important space. But yeah, know your truth. And um, sometimes that takes a while to, to dig down and block the noise out and um, surround yourself with people who, who have the same noise as you. Um, as, as Ainsley said, you know, surround yourself with people that, that, that do fire you. Um, not literally, but um, that fire up those <laughs> those creative juices, and then it, it is a, a an enjoyable process because music is one that should be enjoyed. You know, it's the one thing in life where it adds. It is so beautiful. It doesn't need to be hard, and if it's hard, then you need to stop and have a break, go and have a cup of tea or a glass of wine, um, and <laughs> yeah, do that. So that's 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 my my whakatauki around, around that. Atahua, atahua rire rire nei e hua. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you for sharing those pearls of wisdom. And same pātai to you there, um, Ainsley. Do you have some sort of whakatauki affirmation or pearls of wisdom that you like to carry with you whilst on your career, uh, whilst, whilst on your artistic little journey there at e hua? I suppose I learnt um, from the best, like, Tina, um, you know, we started off doing Christmas in the Park, but long before that, Tina, I you helped me out early in my career by giving me a lot of mahi that you couldn't do. Um, gosh, that was like the early 2000s, I think. Yeah, I'd just come off my television show on McDonald's Young Entertainers. And yes. <laughs> so, yeah, and you gave me so much work, and I just want to take this moment to say thank you, and I suppose... That would be my fakatoki. It's to like pass it on. And, you know, Tina was, I was a young performer then and I'd always looked up to Tina. And it wasn't until later on I finally got to work with her on Christmas in the Park. But I suppose it would be to uffy the young, to uffy their talents and support them and do what you can um, to help them. And that helped me so much, Tina. So thank you. Why don't you know it's time for me to go? The headaches we made yesterday are so small today. We need to move on, it's still going on. I know I try harder than you just to keep the color blue for you. Sudden, then so is time. 
Eternal Atahu. I'm so glad you actually brought up um, McDonald's Young Entertainers because, as like I said, that was what I was thinking of with yourself and you and you too, Tina. It was one of those shows that all of New Zealand would engage with, you know, during the week. So thank you for bringing that up because you were absolutely stunning. All those rangatahi at the time. Um, hoya no kia koe, Tina. Tina koe. Yes, well, you know what? Just listening to these oh, beautiful women share their thoughts, just sharing the love, um, you know, all of those things, knowing your truth, afiing um, our young, um, you know, facing the fear and doing it anyway. We're in a business that's very challenging. Um, you can, I mean, you know, when you sit in your own little space and you're doing your own personal creativity, that's one thing. But when you're out there, when you're out there facing... Um, facing a massive audience or facing an opportunity that's that you kind of go wow can I do this um I think all of those things tie up and when you think about it having the courage um sometimes we just kind of sit back on our laurels and go yeah I just do this naturally I grew up and I had a voice and I could sing and somebody said why don't you go and sing in that talent quest and one thing follows another and another but it's still knowing yourself knowing your I guess knowing um, your own strength and trusting that, but that that connectivity with people, the sharing of love, the sharing of of people, and the corridor, the interaction, the, the the connectivity. So the connection is really really important, um, and I think it, it flows through. You know, it's like you say, Angley. When I, I yeah, I remember those times where. I think, and it's funny because I was thinking about this last night when I looked at the questions, it's really important for wahine like ourselves to have a connection with each other because we relate to what we do. So who else does? You know, we, we each have our own journey and our own pathway and our own careers and crikey, they, they, they change and they, they, we, we move direction and, and somewhere along the line we all interact I've worked heaps with Taish. Love this woman. And when I think about even in the early days, Ainsley, when you joined Jackie and I, Pop-Tarts for a minute. You know, I mean, there's another funny little side group. And Taish and I were in, well, when Taish was in Lady Killers a while back, which is, you know, still semi-happening. But it's, though, I, I think the pearls of wisdom, when you think about it, it's just, it's just keeping the connection between between us, sharing the love, sharing the music, um, facing the fear and doing it anyway. And I, and I said that one as a, like a whakatoki because when I think about it, um, throughout our lives, we are challenged in, in this industry. And um, we are the only ones that can sit back and say to ourselves, yes, I can do this, or actually, no, it's not right for me at the time and something else will come along instead. Um, we're in control of our own destiny. I think that's, that's the wonderful thing when we think about it. We, we, can, we have within our power to say yes or no, or to try something, and that's, that's the other thing. It's like, let's try something and just see. Um, it's too easy to kind of go, oh, no, no, I can't do that. And from, I come from an era, I guess I started in 1975, where... Um, I don't know, I think when you're young, and I know that these, these beautiful wahine will relate to this, when you're young, you have no fear. You just don't. You just do it. And, and as we get older, we start to dissect 
and make these little kind of um, not necessarily big decisions, minute decisions that make a difference, but um, it's it's kind of you know that word wisdom. We get to that point where people say, well, 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 how do you gain that? Well, you don't even know that you are. You're just getting through a point in life where you where you realise you're handling your life differently, handling your career. It's all connected, absolutely all connected. And I think one of the key things for us as as um, women in the music industry is that that love of music and love of each other and love of sharing never goes away. Doesn't matter whether you're in a quiet period or not. Māori ora ki That was absolutely stunning. And I totally call that, yes, connectivity, even though, like, I, I relay, I'm not much of an entertainer myself, but as an interviewer, as an MC, that is, that's how, as a wahine, we've connected with all of these beautiful wahine like yourself, these fabulous divas before me. So, tēnā koe i tērā kōrero, koutoura. Just, um, I, I've just noticed without our kōrero and just recognising the years between the three of you, you know, this is a lot of years being in the industry, being a part of the music entertainment um, industry. My path is about comparison. There. So I'll start with you again there, Taish. Comparison to when you first started, to what it looks like now. How do you feel the, um, not just the industry, but composition of song, uh, the diversity perhaps too around the industry today? How do you feel that has impacted um, you as a kaiwaiata today at Tehua? Hmm, that's a, that's a big question. Um, I suppose, you know, echoing Tina's kōrero uh, when, you, when you start, you know, and you have recognised talent, I mean, you kind of like, you know, so it, it's, it's you know, I was 15 out of school, I didn't even get to 16, and and I was on, on the stage and um, travelling around the countries with various bands and then doing lots of overseas tours and things with other people, and I suppose it just, it is a little bit of that, back then it was a real live scene you know, it was, we were sometimes two gigs a night, five days a week. It was real hard yakka. Um, and I didn't know anything else, you know. So um, the comparison to that today is yeah. one gig a week is like, <laughs> what? <laughs> that's, way, that's way too much. <laughs> you know, and I think... You know, you are grafting in, in those early years. And I, I feel for our young people, and like Ainsley, I push a lot of energy back into our young ones because, you know, their, their perception of music is so different, you know, that we we grew up in an era where it was hands-on, you know, and, and if you didn't get your harmony right, they would make you go over and over and over and didn't even matter if it was a television series and they were all filming going, oh, how? Do you know, it was real, real, that's how we learnt. We learnt on the ground with incredible musicians. Um, it was not glamorous. Uh, it still isn't. And, um, you know, and now I look at today and it, it it's all about, for me, it's about the quality of, of work that I, that I want to push myself into and, and, and it is about that connection and it's about what I want to say. It's burning inside of me A 
I don't just want to say anything because someone's going, oh, here, look, have this money and, and say that. Well, no, um, I actually don't, I don't, that, that doesn't align with, with, with who I am and, and my values. I, I want to say these things. Um, so that's, that's the difference between now and then. And, you know, if I had to fill in for my mate Leon at Sky City not long ago and it was a 10.30 start and I was like, Oh my god. I'm asleep by 10:30. I literally had to just put put the eye sticks on my eyes and um I mean Tina's a night owl. I know she's a night owl. She's up all hours. <laughs> Me, I'm in bed by 8. Do you know I want I want to lie there. I want to put my my jammies and my dressing gown on. I've become a creature creature of habit um you know to just do a gig for me these days at yeah, I'd rather be working on things that have meaning and um, a cope-upper attached. But, yeah, I suppose that's the difference. We grew up in, a, in an era where everything was, was hands-on, full-on. Um, you know, you drove around in a van. You didn't fly. You'd drive for six hours, get set up, pack down, drive back. Yeah, it's all that stuff. It was, it was great. <laughs> I don't want to do it again, though. No, no. <laughs> Those you would have some golden moments in those oh, times. There you, was some. You perfect. don't understand. <laughs> well, that's a whole other podcast. A whole other podcast. We might have to look at that, Tony. <laughs> no, take that down at the tuahine. Just carry um carrying on with you there, Ainsley, because you know you started your career so young. You know, practically a, a tamaiti, a, a young girl. You know, so with you starting way back then to where you currently are now, how do you find the comparison of the industry to then right to now for your experience, Ewa? Well, for me, it started um, with the Smoke Free Rock Quest with my band way back then, like you know, school days. Um, and then the audition for television happened, um, which changed my life completely. So I suppose back then the difference, the huge difference, is now we have social media. We have YouTube, we have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Back then we had a Sunday night show at 6.30 on TV too, and that was our social kind of gathering for most families of that era. So the big thing that has changed, I suppose, is the social media aspect of things. I mean, like, even um, Justin Bieber, he made it huge from YouTube. You know, so the era has definitely changed, and I suppose that I was just on that edge of when it started to get onto social media. I remember I was touring with John Rawls um, and I was sort of like one of the only people on Facebook at that stage and it was just kind of started in New Zealand and, yeah, it was, it's, yeah, so we've been kind of through the whole, all of us wahine have been through that whole shift in um, the internet and social media. It's It's huge now and it makes it so accessible for anyone, producers or anyone, to see what anybody is like because everyone's uploading videos and doing TikTok moves and all sorts of stuff. So, 
just while I've got you too, Ainsley, do you think, even though it's much more accessible, do you think it's um, created um, or made it a little bit harder um, for producers and for others who may want to collab, you know, a little bit harder to actually find like a specific talent because it's so, you know, everyone's out there now, like you said, on these platforms displaying their beautiful talents. Do you feel it's made it a little bit harder for the industry to sort of pinpoint, you know, good talent, you know, or... Yeah, I suppose because it's so saturated, um, people now have got to have their own vibe. Um, you know, they've got to have their own their own thing going on. Otherwise, you're not going to get picked up on. Like it's just there's so much, eh? Like you have to have a point of difference, and you have to have your message, and it has to be really clear, and you have to be very authentic. Otherwise, people aren't going to give a shit. Like you know, you'll just be like another person on uploading another YouTube video or something. You know, you've, you've got to be a bit different these days. Um, whereas back then, we still had to work really hard. I mean, I'd worked so, so hard doing all my tap dancing competitions, doing all of um, bloody jazz, and I started off singing country music. Like, I had worked so hard before I eventually got onto television anyway. So it's not like you have to work... Um, it's just a different way of working now. And you're so right. I totally agree. Yeah, the um, you know, social media has made um the industry rather saturated, and that's in all areas too, you know, not just our singer-songwriters, but also in the film industry, fashion, you know, it, it is, it's totally saturated. It's finding, I guess, that unique uniqueness about um you as a performer or as a um artist. But thank you, Te Finishing off with the great Tina. Um, as previously mentioned, you started in the 70s, was it? So from that era to now, Etehua, what's your thoughts around that comparison around the industry and the, well, and the way it is? Just, just picking up um, on what Ainsley said, yes, the benchmark is so high now. So I guess when I think about the way things were for me when I was a 15-year-old singer, similar to Ainsley actually, Battle of the Bands with my school band, and then auditioned for television. So sort of by the time I was almost 16, I was on my first tally show but I, I, I think you know what it, for, for me I, I actually didn't work that hard prior I thought it was a hobby I just used to sing with the family and sing in a talent quest at school and sing with my girlfriends and went to Penrose High School and ended up in a school band with Kim Hart now there's a name from the past as well um, who was a contemporary of mine as was Erina Clark so those girls were around in, in my heyday or early days. So it, it, it was one of those things where light entertainment was thriving. Um, and if you were in the right place, I auditioned for Opportunity Knocks with Ray Columbus sitting across the table. So they were looking for young female singers and that was how I started. So you, you kind of, you, you pick up the flow and very, very quickly I had a manager, Lou Prime. Big difference, made a big difference to my career because all of a sudden I didn't have to make any decisions. A couple of years after that, I won the Pacific Song Contest. Actually, I'll rephrase that. I didn't. Carl Doy won the Pacific Song Contest. I was merely the singer of the song. And strangely, people have said to me, wow, you're so lucky. That sort of launched your career in New Zealand. In a way, it kind of made me realise then it was no longer a hobby it was going to be a full-time profession. And I think that's one of the things with the early days. It was, it was kind of too easy to go, can I make a living out of this? 
am I going to have to go to university and get myself an actual career? So, and then, of course, I moved across to Sydney um, in the early, early 80s, 1981. So the rest is history, but at the end of the day, the difference then, I, I think for me personally anyway, I didn't see it as being anything serious for quite a few years in. It was too good a time. And, you know, t- picking up on what Taish said, when you did get an opportunity and all of a sudden you were thrown in, you had a floor show to put together at the Crypt, Aladdin's, any of those early clubs in Auckland. I toured with Sir Howard through the country in 1978 with the Tutangata Tour. Um, you know, you're learning your craft all the time, still learning. I mean, we never and we will never stop. But it was fun. Kind of wasn't even work. I mean, yes, you got you got money at the end of it all. And I, I think that's lovely. I think that's kind of one of those things where you I look back and I think it was it was so kind of innocent in many ways. In many ways it wasn't. Obviously we were exposed to all sorts of things, but I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you're from a solid family. I think having a um, a strong Māori background too and knowing that music, music throughout the years in my family, and I'm sure all of our families, was, was always um, our backbone. So... Um, when I think about now and listening to Ainley's Corridor, I think it is so much harder. I think if you're a young performer trying to break in, um, you really have to be writing your own material in, in, this, in this industry, that's for sure. Um, otherwise, I mean, what's credible about singing somebody else's song? If, if you're doing a night of, um, you know, uh, uh, oh, the Lady Killers, for example, we are a, a, we're a covers group. And we love it. We love it because what we've created is, Taish, Taish will, um, will appreciate this. She was part of the Lady Killers for a long, long time. Attention to detail and harmony. So if you break up what we each do as kaiwaiata, um, it's not just about our creativity and creating our own thing and our own sound and our, our, our own original material. It comes right back to being a vocalist and being in a, a situation which I know we all love finding and creating a beautiful sound. And that we can do together. How lucky are we? You can't sound fantastic on your own in harmony, that's for sure. So, and you know, it's, it's just, it's wonderful that, that we can bring on, bring in all these aspects. But big difference, obviously, when I, when I think about my early career, the business was so totally different. Um, now what I did back in the day I mean, here's a really good example, just quickly. Ready to roll, we're not able to bring in original clips. I guess I'm talking 1978. So you're the one that I want was a number one. They couldn't bring in the John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John clips, so they got myself and another singer, a guy who fronted a band called um, Salty Dog. Graham Chapman, his name was. We recorded it, and that clip with Graham and I ran for 18 weeks on Ready to Roll. Crazy. Crazy. We weren't the original singers, but that was not available to TVNZ at the time. So those were those were the differences where that's that would be criminal now. You just you know, I mean it's you'd be put in jail for it. So yeah, it's it's a crazy change. And of course the biggest change is, as Ainsley has said, is is yeah, the social media side of things. But you know, I mean, we learn and we grow and we adapt over the years. So the business is different now and we just all sit in the business the way it looks to us at the moment. 
I think we're very, very lucky because it's that longevity. We sustain the years and we will continue. Yeah, that's the one. Walk away, walk away, strong Inspiring journeys through music, the versatile artists. A podcast produced by Sound Centre for New Zealand Music, Toi Te Ara Puoru. Presented by me, Crystal Edwards. With today's guests, Tina Cross, Taisha Tari, and Ainsley Allen. And that was the first part of a two part series. Thanks to series producers Tony Huata and Roger Smith. Sound engineer, Phil Brownlee, production assistance from Jonathan Engel, marketing, Leonay Fenter, and executive producer, Diana Marsh. Special thanks to Tina Cross for Walkaway, Taisha Tari for Karanga, and Ainsley Allen for Better Than Me. Thanks to the Stout Trust for providing the funding to make this podcast series. And thank you for listening. To hear or find out more about this podcast or for more information about the music of Aotearoa New Zealand, go to sounds.org.nz. That's S-O-U-N-Z. Nō reira, tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou, tēnā tātou katoa. Koi te ara puoru, sounds.